Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Central Indiana, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there toughest, of all kinds. Toughest job in the world. Toughest job in the world is right, Denny Paul Smith. How are you, girl? Good. Good, good, good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the First Day Sunday Magazine show. We are brought to you by our friends Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. You just heard from them just a second ago. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. Or you can take a look at the value of your home by going to HoosierHomeValues2023.com. If you're ready to make a move now that school year is just about over, these two, Greg and Lisa, are the people I really would talk to. And they're going to join us in about 25 minutes to talk about why it's so difficult right now to buy your dream home. We'll talk about that with uh, the two of them coming up, as I mentioned. Uh, you met Denny, Denny Paul Smith. Don't you, forget the famous Kyle and Tally. And Kyle and Tally well, producing today. Good morning. Today's good morning, little angel. Happy Mother's Day, indeed. What are you going to do today? I celebrated all my Mother's Day stuff yesterday with my mom, and then we'll also be doing some stuff later on. But just a nice little cookout. But you Enjoy the beautiful a, you day. You gave her a really nice gift because she's a school teacher and she's coming into a yeah. busy season. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to tie up all of her Sunday where she's great and paid. Mm-hmm. That was really a good gift to your mom. Thank you. That's I think it's much better to celebrate everything all at once when she's done with school. <laughs> oh, Will boy. you take a picture of me and post this on the on well, our sure Facebook can. page? This I want you to all see what Kylan gave to me because I'm not a mom. And this was the nicest Mother's Day I've ever had because Kylan gave to me a beautiful rose as well as a picture frame, big picture frame, and she posted, put all these pictures of us together and just my life and uh, and, and then wrote the most priceless gift of all, which is a letter. And I just love it, Kylan. You are so good to me and I am grateful for you so much. That Terry, great, that's how everyone feels about you. I don't know. Picture. All Truly. right, there we go. But I loved it. And thank you so, so much for that. I am grateful for you, my friend. Thank you for starting my day off just right. A happy uh, Mother's Day to pet moms as well. Uh, y- you yes. mentioned that earlier this I hour, last they, hour. I think they are important. You know, I do. Pet moms, I think you can kind of count it. Right? Oh, yeah. Denny's making no, no, a no, face. No, 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 no. I, okay? I, so. I, re- I, I saw this thing on Instagram that sort of startled me. It showed um, a diameter going from one centimeter all the way up to 10 centimeters. Oh, I saw that too! Which was full dilation for childbirth. (laughs) And I looked at that and I go, my God, has he created, the the good Lord has created a woman's body and what women can do. And it's just incredible. And I was just totally humbled by that picture. Uh, The size, Amy Jo Clark, who is actually Daisy of Mock and Daisy, posted that picture yesterday and said, appreciate your mom and uh, appreciate mom's. 
So it was, yeah, that was really something. Um, what are you going to do today? Uh, got up early. Uh, Mackie and I took a walk and then went over and walked with my mom at Robin Run Village and had a good walk with her. She had taken a nasty fall and she's back. She's she's she Donna back. Jean she, again. She just you know? keeps bouncing back. She keeps bouncing she back. She is a strong, tiny little thing. Yeah, all in 89 pounds. <laughs> she really and is. I am busting her butt about that. I said, Mom, you got to eat. You got to eat. But 89 pounds, there's a lot of women would like to be 89 pounds, I guess. Well, you know, today, every every stage of a mom, as I watch my mom, you know, you watch the stages, how she cared for you and still cares for you today and takes care of you. No matter how old you get, you know, you're still your mom's kid. And now I'm watching mom be a, a caregiver for my dad. And it's a whole nother respect that you gain when you watch, when you really watch how the care and the love of 24 hours a day of caring for someone and watching your mom, who's 85 years old, you know, caring for dad, 87. And it's just an amazing sight to see. And, and so, um, I don't know what the right word is, but just amazed isn't the right think word all, because it's not enough. Yeah, amazed think of all the songs we've heard strong. over the years and the Olivia Newton-John, hopelessly devoted to you. That's right. That's exactly right. It's That's for right. better or for worse. And, you know, caregiving is tough, but motherhood is yeah. <laughs> any piece of cake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Hopelessly so, devoted. We are, uh, we're grateful for all, for all of you moms out there and uh, hope you have the best day of all. And, and listen, if you're not, it, call your mom to facebook or facetime your mom if she's away but make sure you you check in on this day uh, price uh, gifts are awesome but i'm always told that moms what they really want is just to spend a little time with their kids my mom keeps saying don't bring any more stuff over here i, I don't need any more you know i love you <laughs> knickknack type things she goes please just come over for a walk yeah, it's if you are looking for something to do, it's the last day of st margaret guild's decorator show house take your mom over to that house at 37 no, 57, 57 East 57th Street. There you go. Great, great location. It is. Last day. They've easy. got lots of pretty things there you can buy in the market. and Fairly uh, easy good parking, food. too. Don't let the parking intimidate you. It was pretty easy on the streets. It's a fun way to spend a, a day with your mom. So last day for that one. Big fundraiser for that organization. Uh, Alex Pillow won yesterday's GMR Grand Prix. Tuesday, in case you're wondering, Tuesday is the day the track's going to reopen again for practice on the Oval as we now look forward to the greatest spectacle in racing. Uh, coming up, Jeff Cohen is going to, or Jeff Cowan rather, he's going to join us here in the next half hour. He attended 40 Indy 500s and he's got lessons he's learned from the races and how it relates to business and to life. We also have downtown Salesforce and JP Morgan Chase Kids Day and Rookie Run happening on the Circle. So the Circle is closed if you're coming downtown. It is the state's largest outdoor festival for kids and at the moment we do have cloudy skies but it's comfortable at 68 degrees um and uh, that goes until four o'clock this afternoon how'd you handle uh graham ray hall i, I was so dis ray, ray hall i thought they were in the position to really thump i know it it's just a little bit of bad luck but you know he fought back to 10th place that's how good he that car did. was i know it and uh you know now they and it is kind of interesting because now they they really do just in seconds after that's over they're they're really focused on the indy 500 whatever happened happened and boom now we've got oh, the big off one off we go off we go and if you're a fan uh, again tuesday is when that track opens up again at 9 a.m for practice and you bet they'll all be out there yeah, if the one weather's more good. thing uh parnelli jones grandson becomes the seventh Family to have three generations in the Annapolis 500. What? Yeah, yeah. Parnelli Jones' grandson. Just do a, a Google is, search. Okay, so I, I think it's T.J. Jones, but I'm not positive. But he's he's trying to get. Is into he the trying to get into the 500? Yeah. 
Parnelli Jones tell you how old Parnelli That's was. Parnelli cool. used to come to J or AC Newbie School in Speedway School Number Two to see us when I was in grade school. I mean, <laughs> the the race was big time in Speedway, but Parnelli came oh, and visited yeah. us. It was pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, we are going to uh, get a break in. Kylan, can you do some later on? Can you do some Mother's Day freebies today if we can find any? Yep, got them. Okay, got them. Food and-, and others. Oh, good. Okay, so Kylan will have a good some good information for you in case uh, you want some freebies today and Terry as Lynn, you celebrate Mother's I, Day. I need to have an on air apology. Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah, yesterday. because this is weighing heavy on his shoulders. <laughs> Wait, he can't, that's the first thing he said you know to what? me was, you know what? I love happened our yesterday. listeners because if you say something that's just wrong, the they'll, call you on the, it. they'll call you on it. And Tiffany Dawn, I don't know whether that's her first and middle name or if it's her last name, but Tiffany Dawn wrote, I had made a comment. I had been fighting with a management decision for some, with some young people. And I had a young person just said some really, really stupid things. And I said, you know, look, until you're a father, until you're a mother, you need to just cool your jets and sort of think things out. Well, then I was talking with Pat and then I said something stupid, which is, People who haven't had children shouldn't be in leadership positions in in big business, and that's just dead wrong. And uh, Tiffany Dawn called me on it in a very nice way. And TD, I am wrong. And uh, and not only that, was my wife uh, pointed that out to me when I got home. So men are stupid. Remember that's Denny's first rule: learn to work around it. But Tiffany Dawn, I really appreciated the way you, you handled that. Hey, Thank you know you. what? It takes a big man to say they were wrong. I was wrong. So uh, we got to give you credit wrong. for that. Got to give you, you credit for you that. You got to believe I won't be saying that again yeah <laughs> apology i'm sure accepted oh i hope now so. let's all forgive and move on <laughs> there's not enough time I to hold so, on to because stuff because my bucket of stupid was full <laughs> yeah. okay all right well the national academy coming up i went to see patty spittler last week just before it was announced that she was being inducted into the national academy of television arts and sciences oh, gold and silver wow. circle and you'll hear about uh, the dog that saved her life after the break on 93 wibc Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Happy Mother's Day to you. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith and Kylan Talley. The National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Great Lakes chapter announced eight new inductees into their gold and silver, silver circle. It's a big deal. A couple names you may know, too. Dr. Phil Hoffman, uh, Assistant Dean of Media and General Manager of Ball State's PBS. Kevin Rader. You knew him from WTHR for 30 years. Jim Shella, 30 years at Wish TV. And Patty Spittler, with nearly 50 years of service, a reporter with Wish TV and now host of Pet Pals TV, Great Day TV, and author of a new book, The Dog That Saved My Life. It really is her memoir. I went to see her last week, and before the latest honor was announced is when I talked to her. She didn't even mention it. But I wanted to talk about The Dog That Saved Her Life, which was her first dog, a beautiful Bernese mountain dog named Louie. 
And he was evaluated a therapy dog. Uh, Louis passed in 2014, and now I have Stewie. Stewie from a nice, responsible breeder. Yes. What's a responsible breeder? There he is, breathing. Uh, responsible breeder is someone who you get to see the mom dog. You get to go to the location to see where the dog was born, and also you get full health records. So uh, Stewie's going to be eight pretty soon. I hope he has a wonderful, wonderful long life, Me and too. I do know that he's happy. Um, so you know, you can't. There's breathing good. Uh, you can't do that at a pet store. They they don't That's have right. that. So, and again, I've learned so much doing these shows. Pet Pals TV, but on the air in May, it'll be, oh my gosh, in May, it'll be 14 <gasps> years. And then uh, Boomer TV, which became Great Day TV, and that was started in 2015. So that's, I'm not good at math, that's eight years. Uh, and both shows are on Wish TV from 10 to 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, also on WHMB, 10.30 to 11.30. And then Great Day TV is statewide, and Pet Pals TV, we are nationwide in various locations, Amazing. 23 different markets. And uh, again, we try to tell good positive stories with information and some entertainment and you are part of the group i get to now. be part of oh! it too patty invited me given me you know at this at this stage of my life oh, please. Um, you know she's given me an opportunity to try some television and i and you're doing I don't great know, well i have good people around me oh telling you know, stories you know telling stories about this great state and i think we need you know, I really do believe that we need this. And yes. to tell the stories about the good people that are creating that. Yes. And these stories go like, you know, four to five minutes, which you wouldn't see on the news. Now, I understand on the news, you have to have what happened here and there. You need that news. But right. you also then need like, it's a counterbalance. Yep. And what we can do on the weekend on is, is is tell good news with information as well, as I said. So, And that's the reason I had to quit the news. I have Meniere's disease, which is um, hearing loss and affects the balance a little bit. But I quit December 24th, 2004. It was official in 2005. I always say when fatal fire sounds like flat tire, it's time to get out. When you're doing the <laughs> yeah, news, you have to get it right the first time. Yeah. And I remember, I'll tell you this, we're all adults, right? Yeah. Okay. And someone came up. I used to have to do the news breaks. And one of the producers came up to me and said... Quick, you got to go on the air. We do news breaks during the day. And he said, three found dead. And I thought he said, turd found in bed. <laughs> and I go, you know, it's time to get out because you got... You got. I did. I thought, well, maybe that's did better you, news. Than did the, you tell the story in the book? Yes. It's in, <laughs> yes, it's in the book. Because I, two, two months later, I decided oh I had gosh. to quit. And then it just, and music was bothering me. And I had to interview at an opera star. And I thought, I'll either have to take my hearing aids out. I have a cochlear now, and that helps a great deal. And pretend I understand what's going on or leave them in, and it's going to hurt. You know what? With Pet Pals and Great Day, number number one, I don't have to hide it anymore. Everybody knows. That's right. Patty. It's I'm Patty. I have hearing loss. And it, that's inspiring. It's And I tell my story, and he, he, so many of us have hearing loss. Whatever it is, whether it's uh, hereditary or caused by something that happened, there's a lot of folks that have hearing loss. And it's only going to get worse because why? Everybody got stuff stuck in their Absolutely, ear now. Absolutely, Patty. This is not just a, a wow. senior citizen problem. No. I was telling a little girl that here in Indiana, by the way, I, I like to be their spokesperson and get your kids' hearing checked. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. And there's so many things. Kids three years old can wear hearing aids and cochlear, you know, get get them. And the parents have to make the decision to do that. So it's all good. I went to a summer camp a couple of years ago, and this little girl, maybe nine, ten, came up to me. 
And then he said, you have hearing loss. I said, well, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, so you need to, you know, take your hands away from your face. Let me see your lips move and speak the king's English. And she goes, okay. And she went over to her mom standing next to me. She goes, mom, what's the king's English? <laughs> Dated reference I made there that she didn't know what the king's English was. So that's pretty funny. So get your hearing checked. Patty Spittler is with me, and we came here to her home. I came to talk about The Dog Who Saved My Life, which is her autobiography written with your friend Rita Rose. And right. I, I want to quickly talk about friendship because this is a friendship with you and Rita that has goes back a long way. Oh, well, she worked for The Star for 43 years. She yeah. did some entertainment stories, interviewed celebrities. She was here when I got here in 1982, and she was already covering that beat for The Star, the Indianapolis Star. And uh, I'd run into her once in a while at the movie or something. But then, uh, actually, <laughs> our really friendship deepened when I broke my ankle in 2014. I slipped on cat vomit right here in the living room. <laughs> Gosh. Who hasn't? So, and she helped me because I had to be, I was in a wheelchair oh, and then I had to, you know, I had trouble getting around. So, and now she writes all the newsletters and she comes, she takes pictures. It keeps both of us busy and relevant. I like that. In one of your chapters of the book, uh, The Dog Who Saved My Life, you went through a time like just about everybody. Depression. Was, one in five suffers some uh, mental health issues or wow. depression. That's the latest statistic. And it only got worse because of COVID. COVID's when I wrote the book. Yeah. Rita came over to my house and said, let's get through I got all these boxes downstairs. So it was cleaning the basement time. And we kept finding these pictures. And she goes, you need to write a book. Look, here's a picture of you with Kevin Costner's arm around you. I don't even remember that, by the way. But we went to a party and there I was with How Kevin Costner. I don't remember that. I don't, because there's so much happening. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here I am with George Burns. And here I am with uh, Carol Burnett, who just celebrated oh, her 90th yes. birthday. But all these wonderful people I got to interview. Sophia Loren. But things were happening so fast. And I was, again, I was working seven days a week. I came back and did the new news and did stories and then traveled on the weekend. Forward. And that's, again, when I quit, that's why I got a dog. Because I couldn't, I couldn't have cats, which I still have two cats here. You can't see. They're hiding from you. But I've always had cats because cats, you can have some come, someone come in and look at them. But with a dog, you got to take him out. He has to go poo-poo. Yeah. You know, you can't. Cats are like, they sleep 20 hours a day. So yeah. anyway, everything worked out as it should. But yes, mental depression. I was severely depressed. I considered checking out. I went from being wanted and needed to, it was hard. I got Louie and I went to the dog park and people didn't say, aren't you Patty's? They said, tell me about your dog. Uh -huh. So I was the dog park mom. <laughs> and I now looking back, that was before we did the show. I, it's like I was, it's like God or somebody was getting me ready to do my next chapter because I was learning things. I'm like, well, look what I learned. Look what I So then I got to apply it and I'm still learning things. I learn all the time. It's the best. And we're really How many years fortunate. have you been helping people now? I don't know if the word helping people, but I'll tell you the words of having the time of my life has been about 37 in radio, 38 at WIBC. And how lucky am I to get to be at one place? Because listen, I've, I was furloughed too. And I remember those feelings of yeah. what am I going to do? I, I walked out of the building after yeah. being told that, you know, get your stuff. Wait a minute. I've done this for 35 years. I had just been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And oh, I was like, yes. what? You can't even, you can't even describe where, how lost you feel. And that's part of the problem with, with the media. They want younger and cheaper. They, you you sure can, can feel, even if you're still there, they start pushing you aside. But luckily, I would knock on it. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> okay. uh, I Both think of us we, we, we found a niche. And <laughs> Stewie's going to the door. Oh, Stewie thinks oh somebody's here. <laughs>
I wish you could see that. So we knocked and he went to the door. Isn't he did. But you know what? We, we got back up and you're part of what got me back up because you've been talking to me about doing TV for a couple of years now. And um, I finally just trusted and said, okay, let's try. Good good photographers <laughs> and editors too. Uh, Barney Wood is amazing. He's great. And Ramon Carrera, our show owner. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I've been with him longer than any other man. Oh, <laughs> and you're still oh, together. And we're still together. Working, That's working. working out very uh, well. Yeah, he has a lovely wife, which I helped <laughs> to introduce him to. Anyway, he's wonderful. And so it's it's a good fit. Again, we're independent programming. Yes, I'm still connected to Wish TV. And by the way, I don't get people say, oh, you're on TV, you make a lot of money. No, I don't. I'm, I volunteer for everything yes, I do. do. I have a pension. Whew, thank goodness. Uh, I have a rental property and I have what now? Oh, Social Security. I'm old <laughs> enough for that. Here's something that as we get older, I think we need to remember. Don't expect your life to be the same or live the same if you quit or get fired, I downsized. You know, I had I had two Corvettes. I had a boat at Geist. Got rid of it. Sold my house. Moved into a smaller place. Uh, so just look at your life and go, you know what? I did that. Maybe it's time to... I don't call it downsizing. I call it right-sizing. So I, I did know when to let some things go and say, all right, I did that. Now it's time to <sighs> suck it in and then and be, be more conscious of of where I am and what's going on. And that makes me happy that I made the right choices, I think. Still making choices. Where's that wood? Stewie's getting up. Stewie's getting up. Uh, The book, again, The Dog Who Saved My Life. It's her autobiography. She and Rita Rose. And you can find it. Go to our Pet Pals TV website, petpalstv.com. Tell them how you're not making any money off of this. I'm making no money. It's all going towards shelters. Rescues and shelters. That's it. I'm I'm not making any money. So if you would like to make a donation, that would be wonderful. We'll send you a book. I'll sign it for you. And congratulations once again. She's the best. Patty Spittler, uh, really terrific. And congratulations on this very latest nomination, or not nomination, this next entry. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, listen, we're going to, it's 1131, as I mentioned. We have 68 degrees in downtown Indianapolis. This is the first day, and we're glad that you're here with us this morning. Thank you for joining us. We're brought to you by our good friends, Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. And they're here. Hello, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And uh, thank you for spending some time with us on this Mother's Day. Greg, I'm going to start with you. We've been promoting. We want to talk about why it's so difficult to buy our dream homes. So let's start here. We heard over the past few years about multiple offers on homes, over uh, ask offers, if you will. Mortgage rates are double from a year ago. And yet still, we're hearing about multiple offers on homes. And so what's going on? Well, Terry, people need a place to live, and you won't let them stay in their guest room. I know it. People got to get out. Uh, I know. I just think it would be awkward for us to be all all of us together in your guest room. I can't imagine. So get out and find that dream home, okay? That's right. That's my words. But tell us. The bottom line is that that there's not enough homes for people to buy. Demand continues to be very strong because people understand it's a great investment. And in the end, we have have fallen woefully short on building enough new homes. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. And so many people are what's called rate locked into their current houses, meaning they have a 3% mortgage and they don't want to move. 
So we're down so far in numbers of homes available to purchase that the demand vastly overshadows what the supply is, and so the prices are continuing to go up. Mm, Kylan? Okay, question. I am one of the people who is trying to get out, and I'm looking to become a first-time homebuyer. So, Lisa, obviously, the first-time homebuyer houses are still in high demand. Do you know, like, are there any other price ranges that are still popular that I could look into as a first-time homebuyer? Um, first-time homebuyers are actually in different price points as well. So it's not like you're just entry-level numbers. They are all popular if priced right. And we've seen this across the board, mostly in the Indianapolis market. If you are priced well, you are popular by default. Greg, I have been watching all over, you know, California is one market, Florida and Texas are a market, Arizona is a market, and even up north in Michigan, it's a different market. Is this just an Indiana problem or is it taking place in other parts of the country? It's everywhere, Danny. And here's the contrast. And this is a big national number, I know. But um, I want you to think about this. In the last 10 years, we have had 6.5 more, excuse me, 6.5 million more homeowners. Let me start again. Okay. (laughs) 6.5 million households, more, more households have been created than we have built homes. In other words, in the state of Indiana, just as an average, we have 130,000 households that have been created in the last 10 years, and we haven't built homes for any of those people. So we are so far behind in supply everywhere in this country is the very complicated answer to your question, Dennis. Wow. That's Greg Cooper along with Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. So if you're going to, I feel like, Lisa, that right now is such a time where we start to see some more home buyers and home sellers because the school year is ending. And if you're going to be going out and buying a home starting today, tell us the two most important things you must do to have a chance of being successful of getting that dream home. You need a great real estate team by and far not. Yeah, you're right. That involves realtors, lenders, appraisers, inspectors. You need a great team that's on the same page. And as a buyer, you've got to give up some things that maybe you haven't given up in the past. And that is, okay, you might have to deal with some, your house will not be perfect. And you're going to have a little bit of some warts maybe, and that's okay. We just have to talk through it and make sure that you're comfortable in understanding the financial consequences of maybe some things that are not perfect. Greg, there's this whole concept of deer in the headlights, and there are people who are considering, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm going to wait to buy. What do you want them to know, Greg? Well, first of all, I think this year we're probably going to go up about 10% in value. We didn't think it was going to be that much last fall as we looked ahead into 2023. I think values are going to go up about 10% locally this year. So if that's true, and I don't think I'm too far off on that, if that's true, you're looking at $350,000 houses today, well, maybe I'm going to wait till next year at this time. That house is now worth $385,000, which is what you would have had to pay for it a year from now. And oh, by the way, that's the $35,000 in equity that you didn't get. Uh, I know it's a lot of money. It's a huge investment. I know mortgage rates are higher than they have been. It's not going to get cheaper because the demand is not going down and the supply is not getting better. They think, or there's speculation that home mortgage rates are going to come down maybe later this year. So, Lisa, would you consider or would you maybe, wouldn't consumers maybe want to wait for that to happen? Well, I'm going to be piggybacking on Greg's comment. He just kind of answered that question, Stacey, for us. I mean, I, it's just, no, go now because prices are increasing and that's not going to change mostly in our market. So go now. Okay. The the old, old joke uh, when you get to the river, 
start swimming or start walking because yeah. there's only two choices. Yeah. Hey, let's wrap it up here with uh, home values are constantly changing for home sellers who want to know how much the value is at a given point. Greg, where can we send them? Well, we've got a website set up. It's real easy, super consumer friendly. Who's your home values 2023.com. You can go there and get evaluations of your property as you would consider selling it. And certainly you can find us at crossroadscollectivehomes.com as well. Lisa, happy Mother's Day. Yay. Yay. <laughs> hey, Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants at Crossroads Collective and Compass Real Estate, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. One more time in case you need it. Thank you both so much for spending time with us today. Thanks for letting us be with you on One Mother of a Sunday. <laughs> on One Mother of a Sunday. <laughs> See you next week. It's 1137, 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. And our cares would all be free Happy Mother's Day. A quick little freebie that you can get. Annie Ann's is offering reward members. You just have to download the app. BOGO 50% off of any pretzel item or drink. Valid only today. Those pretzels, they get me through. Joining us now is Jeff Cowan, and he's a motivational speaker, he's a professional coach, and he's also a very successful business owner. And in 2019, he added best-selling author to his resume, and he's here to talk about his latest book, What I Have Learned from Attending Over 40 Indy 500s. These are lessons in sales, motivation, leadership, management, and life in general. And uh, welcome back to WIBC, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Terry, for asking. However, a little bit sad, my, my wife, I talk about her in the book quite a bit. She's been ill recently and she went to the doctor yesterday and the doctor asked her what was wrong. And after she explained everything to him, he brought her a prescription for a good divorce lawyer. So I'm kind of <laughs> rattled by that. Well, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this particular book is an updated predecessor of the first book that became the number one business book ever written about the greatest spectacle in racing. Congratulations to you. I want everybody to know about the Indy 500 and where it is in your heart. Has it been that way since you were a kid? Oh, it certainly has. You know, I mean, like I said in the book, I I, I get chills even when I start to talk about this right now, you know, because I think back to race day when I was a kid. We We were born in a very humble situation. We didn't have a lot of money, so we never got to go to the race. And our whole neighborhood was that way. So on race morning, around 7 a.m., everybody would open up their windows, open up their doors, and they'd start heading out to the backyard. And the radios were on, and you could hear, you know, the broadcast coming from the track. And, and everybody just got excited about it, started talking about their favorite drivers and who they thought were going to win. And around 11 o'clock, you'd start to smell the hot dogs and the hamburgers, and people would bring out different dishes. And it just turned into a great big party where people, they cheered on their favorite drivers. They, they got upset when they feel they, maybe something happened that wasn't supposed to and cried when their drivers went out. And when you think of the Indy 500, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's the history and it's the relationships and stuff. And I get very emotional around the, the month of May because me and my dad were big fans 
And I remember being younger, he would always make this bet with me that he had A.J. Foyt and I could have the rest of the field. And it was it was a dollar bet. And I always thought that was such a sucker bet, you know, because I had 32 <laughs> chances. He had one. But I'll tell you what it did. It did what Indy always does. It kept a father and a son connected for years and years and years and, and made the relationship stronger. So to me, Indy is about family. It's about friends. It's about the party. As I got older and started going to the race, it's about the race. And would you please tell us about your father's cousin who was was a cameraman at a local television station. That's a great story because Raymond House was his name, and he worked for, I believe, Channel 13, and we, who, broad, who, who uh, broadcast the race at the time. And so, again, you know, we were born very humble. We didn't get to go to the race. And back then, they didn't even, they didn't, not only did they not show it on TV because it was blacked out, they didn't even show it at a later date. So if you didn't, if you lived in Indianapolis, you know, you didn't get to see it. You'd have to drive way out of town. So Raymond, who was one of the cameramen out there at the track, he would take all the film after the race was over. And about two, one or two weeks later, he would come over to our house and we would have race night in our house and he'd set up a a projector and he'd bring in all this film and then we would watch the greatest spectacle in racing in our living room. And my, it was always fun because, you know, on that day leading up to it, was almost like having a second race because my mom would make sure that we were, all of us kids were in our pajamas and had our popcorn ready and her and dad had their chair. And then Raymond would come in and set up this little screen, and like I said, the projector, and then he'd play the race. And so in the neighborhood, we kind of became the people of envy because we got to see the race. It was our race night when, you know, nobody else really did. And he, he would let us invite, you know, one or two friends over, but it was a very special evening. And, and I look back and was, you know, so grateful for him because he just did it out of the kindness of his heart because him and my dad were very close and he knew how much the, the race meant to our family and stuff. So yeah, we had our own race night and in our own living room watching film that nobody else got to see. How old were you when you got to go to your first race, when you got to step foot inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? There's two answers to that. I, you know, when I turned 16, I went to Warren Central High School over there on the east side, the Warren Warriors, right? And so we, we would skip school. I can admit that now because uh, I won't get in trouble. But we'd <laughs> skip school and we'd, we'd go to the track, you know, a couple times in May. You know, so I'd been to the track before, but my first time to have to officially go to the race was... Uh, when Tom Sneeble won it back in, in 83, I was working with a, in a furniture store there in Indianapolis, and I was a fairly good salesperson. But the problem was, is I had no directions. I'd go out and I'd sell a bunch of stuff, make a bunch of money, and then sit around for two or three months because I didn't need the money. And so the owner of the shop, she saw that I needed some direction and I needed to get excited about something. And she took me to concerts, her and her husband, and they took, us, took me to dinner and whatever. But one year she took me the Indy 500 in 83. And I walked in there that morning. It looked way different than it did on film in the living room, I can tell you that. <laughs> just got chills on the body and, and I just got caught up in it. And, and when they started the engines and the balloons go off and the cars came by and were waving at them and then they dropped that green flag. From that second forward, I was hooked. And I knew I knew from that point forward that I would be at every Indianapolis 500 since. And what that owner did, which was so cool, is she saw in me, because I looked over one time and she was smiling and clapping and she, she was just excited for me. And we went back, she sat down and she said, now look, here's what it takes to go to the Indianapolis 500 and here's what it, you know, if you want to do it the right way and make it fun and take some friends and take your family. And we sat down and figured out what it was going to cost and that became my goal. And then I worked, went in every day, and I've done this since then. I've gone in every day, gotten up early, stayed late, worked as hard as I could go get, because by doing so, I get to go to the Indy 500. And even today, you know, I mean, my family's important, but I mean, I only had one rule when I got married, and that was don't die, don't have a baby, don't graduate, don't get married on race day if you want me there because I'm going. Because every day, even today when I got up, I'm getting up to go serve my customers, but I'm going because if I do this right, 
I get to go to the Indy 500. Oh, my gosh. This is Jeff Cowan, and he's written a couple of books, and this latest one is what I have learned about attending over 40 Indy 500s. These are lessons in sales, motivation, leadership, management, and life in general. You don't have to to love racing to love this book or to become interested in this book, right? I mean, you wrote this for for everybody. Yeah, we've we've had many, many people read the book, call me or send me a text or an email and say, you know, I've never really been a race fan, but but you said I could read the book and get something from it, and I did. And and they talk about the different lessons that are in it and the different stories that are in it. And then inadvertently, they, they do become race fans. But I would say there's been more people invest in the book and read it that ha- had never been to the race, and maybe we're not as big as fans as you and I are, that bought the book and enjoyed it and got a lot from it. The, the life lessons I put in there, it's experiences that I had. It's things that I did wrong. It's things that I did right. It's things that you know I saw at the track that inspired me to, to go on. You know, and, and be a better person. Let's give him an example. Let's pick Roger Pinsky, which is chapter twenty-six. Let's. Yeah, it's it's one of the new chapters, you know, and and uh, it was a very easy chapter for me to write. How can you be around India and not have respect for Roger Pinsky? Whether you you know like that he's won all the races or you don't like whatever, you you, you gotta love Roger Pinsky. So what I do in the book is is I used him as a as the story. So I tell how Roger Pinsky became Roger Pinsky, and I tell what his magic sauce is. And his magic sauce is, is really very simple if you stand back and you look at him. Because, you know, a lot of people, especially the younger generations, they think Roger Pinsky just showed up and was a billionaire. But if you go back and, and look to the 50s, you know, he worked for everything he got. And his secret sauce was simply this. He would uncover what people wanted and then do it and do it better than anybody else. And the reason he did that, because in his mind, that's what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to do what he delivered. And you know, if he did that and did it better than anybody else, then success would follow. And that's what he did. That's what he did with his race teams. You know, he came in and changed Indy back in the early 70s when he first showed up. Button-down shirts, button-down collars, right. you know, starched pants, and right. no smoking. Nobody could smoke a cigarette in the car no. anymore. No facial you know? <laughs> hair. He was very, you know, adamant about no facial hair, too. He takes anything that might be offensive for his sponsors. The reason he does that, and he takes it away. So that if you sponsor us and you want our driver to show up, they're going to walk the middle of the road. They're not going to be on one side or the other. They're going to be exactly what you want. They're going to be, even if they're not from America, they're going to be, for lack of better description, the all-American boy that can talk to anybody and it's not offensive to anybody, you know. And so he does that because that's what his sponsors want. And he does it better than anybody else because he brings the absolute best drivers to his team that win. You know, that's his magic sauce. He finds out what people want, delivers what they want, and then he does it better than anybody else. And so the lesson learned there is, is that's what you've got to do if you're in sales. That's what you've got to do if you're in management or business owner. You've got to find out what people want, whether it's your employee or your, your customers. Uh, you've got to give it to them, but give it to them better than anybody else. The, sec- the next part of the chapter would be how I took that information, how I used it to become better at what I did. And when I go to a customer and we're teaching them, for example, how to their sales staff how to sell. I know they want me to teach them to sell. And so I put together a program I believe is is the best one out there. But I'll teach their people to sell. And I feel like I not only do it better than everybody else, but I do it better than everybody else because I just don't do the class. I stick around and work with the people side by side as they work with real customers and show them how this stuff works. Just don't tell them. I show them and I close deals with them and the like. And so that's allowed me to be a leader in my my industry, which is the uh, automotive industry, and it's allowed me to have a very nice lifestyle. What I've learned from attending over 40 Indy 500s, great lessons in motivation, leadership, management, and life in general. It's available right now. Jeff, how do we get a hold of it? Well, the best way and simple, most simple way to do it is to go to Amazon.com and purchase it there and just, just Google in Jeff Cowan 
C-O-W-A-N, Jeff Cowan Books, and it'll pop right up. You're coming home, aren't you? You're going to be here for the Indy 500. Uh, you bet. You bet. It's part of the, it's part of the deal. We get there the uh, 25th. We're uh, flying out of Southern California. We'll be there uh, the 25th, and then we uh, return back home the 30th. And people always say, well, well, the race is run on Sunday. Why do you fly home on Tuesday? And the answer is real simple, just in case there's a rain day. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate the opportunity. It is 1151. He gets me excited about the race. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Almost Christmas, but like Mother's Day? I love her. <laughs> 69 degrees and cloudy skies in downtown Indianapolis. If you're headed down this direction, don't forget Monument Circle is closed. And if you are looking for something to do on this Mother's Day, maybe like to bring the kids to the Salesforce and J.P. Morgan Chase Kids Day. It is a kid-friendly uh-huh. event for sure, Terry. And so many run. things to do. Largest free kids festival in the state, and it goes until 4 o'clock. Those gates will open here in just about five minutes. Plenty of room for you, so come on downtown and uh, bring the kids and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Everything from rock climbing, painting, dancing, oh, they've got it all. Yep. Trust me. They've I wish the, I were a kid. The Colts experience is on the, on, the, on the ring, too, so we can see it. It's on the oh, outside yeah. over in front of Anthem, Terry. Look you how big it is. I mean, it goes down the spokes and everything now that I'm looking um, of of the circle, so I'm going to stand up a minute. The spokes means that it's going north on Meridian, south on Meridian, and then both east and west on Market Street, but it looks like a fun event and lots of people already, Terry. They're pouring in. They must have opened the gates just a couple minutes early because here come the people. They're pouring in, and it's a comfortable day. We may have uh, mostly cloudy skies today, mostly a cloudy Mother's Day can be expected, but there's a chance of a stray shower, but the majority of the day remain dry and high temperature of reaching just 77 degrees. So it's going to be a good day, whatever you're doing out there with mom today, cooking out, going fishing, uh, leaving her alone, but at least spend a few minutes with her. I mean, no, that's funny. You I say mean, some moms are like, I fishing. just want to be. Okay. Mothers like fishing. They do love fishing. Uh, okay. Uh, we What's have, coming up next hour? We still have, thank you, Kylan. We still have another hour ahead. Denny Smith, of course, will provide us with some uh, investing sense. More yeah, freebies. That's all we have. More freebies. A little oh, no. Yeah. yeah, more freebies. But Mother's if you Day ever freebies. wanted to, wanted to know how to get out of out of debt, we'll we'll give you some tricks on that one. Okay. Oh, and animal moms. <laughs> you think you're bad? Coming up next, <laughs> ninety three WIBC.